If you're listening to this on a Monday, that means you know that today is Cyber Monday. PrimeYourself.com has Cyber Monday deals going on today. It ends today at midnight. The code is CYBER15 and you get 15% off your entire order. But that does not include brands like Paleo Ethics and Equip because they are getting huge price cuts already. So make sure you guys check them out. PrimeYourself.com. That's P-R-Y-M-E Yourself.com. And of course, remember they are conveniently located in Poughkeepsie Gym. So if you have something that you want and you want a coach to deliver it to you, we're always rotating locations. So just ask one of us and let Ryan and Danielle know what the deal is. Hey guys, Dave here. This is actually the last time you're going to be hearing my voice on this episode because I have a little surprise for you. We decided to do an all-female panel for this podcast. I brought in Mastro, Manfro, Jess Foster, and Christine Stasitis for this episode. This episode actually came about after some random woman on Facebook commented on our Facebook ad that I put out in Carmel about some of the women in the video and how they shouldn't be lifting heavy weights and some of them were overweight. So I said, you know what, let's bring in all girls this time. So of course I asked for my female coaches to do the episode and they all uh, were very excited to do it. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode to get into a lot of female stuff, but I think it's very important for men to listen to this as well to get some of the female perspective of the gym because you're typically always hearing the male side of things and the podcast. And I think next time we do an all-female panel, I would like to bring in some of the female members as well and get their side of things. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Episode 37, the all-ladies panel. from CrossFit 845 The WAP. Bet you guys were expecting the boys to be here today. But we got Ladies Day. Um, why don't you guys say hi? Hey, y'all. This is Manfro. <laughs> Jess Mauer. And Christine. And Mastro Perry. All right. Well, Dave got us together and wanted us to do a ladies podcast um, we're kind of just winging it. We don't have any set topics to talk about. And right now, did anybody write on the Facebook? Yeah, I posted something. Yeah. And did anyone respond? One. We kind of got led into this, put on the edge of yes. the cliff and just kind of pushed yeah. off right now. So <laughs> we don't really have a plan. Um, before we went on, Dave said that this was not going to air till the week after Thanksgiving. So... I suggested maybe some things that we're thankful for, especially it being Veterans Day yesterday. Um, I can start and say I'm very thankful that I have a healthy son and a healthy family and that I'm healthy myself. I am thankful for finally getting to the place in my life where I am just happy, um, including my family and what I do for a living and basically not giving two craps for anything else that's going to get in the way of me being happy. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I have a tattoo on my hand right now. <laughs> um, I am thankful that I'm able to stay home most of the time with, uh, with Penny Girl um, and that I'm able to do what I love part-time um, and that I don't have to work a full-time job. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. When I had the year off with Carter... Um, I got to like month eight and I was like, mm, I think I'm ready to go back to work. <laughs> but I was thankful for the younger months that I was home with mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm very thankful that I have four healthy kids. My husband works very hard that I have the opportunity to have a flexible schedule and work around my kids' schedules. And I'm thankful that I have a job that allows me to do that. I get to put um, my kids' needs first and then you know, have the opportunity to do what I love to do when it works for my family. Ooh. Um, there is obviously many, many more things that we are thankful for, but I think those are the most important. Um, you guys are all doing Fittest Alive besides Jess, right? Because you're um, running it. No, you're I'm not doing it, Christine? Hell no. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I'm not doing box jump overs at 24 inches. It's fine. It's that's fine. Like that's my like, height. I was going to say that's half Christine's size. <laughs> a couple is. scrapes on the skin is okay. No, no, I will be happy to judge and help Jess with whatever she needs that day, but no thank you. Manfro, are you doing it? I am. Who's your partner? Yeah, uh, Emily Strabel from CrossFit Peak Skill. That's going to be a great partnership. I don't know. Have we met Emily She's before? She's the owner of CrossFit Peak Skill. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And then, I, I recognize the name. Yep. Yeah, no, she's she's total beast. I'm very I'm happy to have her as a partner during partner. the Green Line. <laughs> you guys are both going to Wadapalooza, right? We are, yeah. yeah. We're actually going to awesome. uh, bunk down there together. we got a Airbnb. And very nice. Flights are booked, and we're heading down. Yeah. Have you guys practiced the hang clean workout nope. yet? <laughs> <laughs> Me and Andrea just did it the other day, and I hit 160, which is the most I've hit since post Carter. So I was pretty thrilled. Well, with the, with the standards, I only have to worry about hitting one lift. <laughs> yeah, I can hit the, the other five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can she clean? Um, I'm pretty 300 sure. pounds. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's around 235 oh for a con. Yeah. That's amazing. So I, I might be upping that maybe by five pounds, but I know that her max Jeez. is upwards. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping she'll hit like big weight. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But I hit a 180 the other day, Ooh. which is the heaviest I've ever squat cleaned. That's squat awesome. In my life. From the hang or power? Um, it was. Well, I hit a power, a 190 power the other day. Damn. So, bro, that's crazy. Yeah. Actually, I hit a 195 power too. But that I don't know how, thing. but for some reason, my one rep max is from a hang squat clean and when I go from the floor everything just goes to shit and I can't get under the bar. I have been really um, <laughs> working with the goon squad which I have been doing for the past couple months they do a lot of stuff off of the blocks yeah and I have been taking that to my coaching um, to because if you watch people their hips don't move fast from yeah. the power position but when you get it up from the hang or when you go on the blocks yeah. it really helps your speed with the hips it makes you realize how important it is um, to break it down from the basics like yeah. break down the lifts everyone just rips the bar off the floor yep. I'm not thinking about that second pull at all Yep. Mm-hmm. and really that first pull is not very fast at all it's not yeah. until after it gets past your knees that you're, the, all the dynamics happen so yeah I've been Working with the boys, breaking it down, all that non-sexy work is, has been helping me a lot with that. Uh, everyone avoids. Exactly. Yeah, it helps me a lot in my technique, and it has been showing in my uh, PRs lately. Hopefully, hopefully continuing. Yeah. Because Wadapalooza's freaking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dave. I know Jess was <laughs> suggesting that we go over um, our CrossFit stories because we are four amazingly strong women I believe sitting on that sofa not just in CrossFit but in our (laughs) lives 
And uh, I'm interested. I don't think I've heard your guys' CrossFit spit stories before. And there's been a lot of haterade that CrossFit <laughs> is not for women. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to dispel that today. <laughs> um, all right, I'll start. I have been doing CrossFit for about... Jess, how long have you been doing CrossFit? Because that's... I think we're on seven, seven years. Yeah, seven years. I uh, came home from Cortland. I came home from college, and I was working out at Gold's Gym, and I actually ran into Dave, and he had told me he was doing this new exercise called CrossFit and asked if I'd like to come over to his garage to work out. Yeah, and that sounds like, like a story. Yeah. <laughs> <Creeper>. <laughs> sure, I'll be right there. Well, I went. <laughs> and... That's actually where I met Jess, too. There was about, I don't know, it started out probably about 10 to 12 of us in his garage. And we were going over there anywhere from two to five times a week just working out. And then it grew to about 15 to 20 and so on and so on. And he finally didn't have enough room in his garage. Bought the building across the street from where we are now. It was only one room. It was very small. And we've been there ever since. How did it change? What were you doing beforehand? Like, what made you? Oh God, I was I was like the gym rat at Gold's Gym, like forty five minutes on the treadmill, um, sometimes lifting. I wouldn't even call it that. I was always into sports. I was still playing softball and field hockey in like a women's open league, but um, never was like super competitive as far as lifting or metconning or any of that and didn't even know what that was until I met Dave. Um, so it was after college there was not really competition in the sports I wanted to play so that kind of gave me an outlet like to compete because um, I was really missing that. Cool. So Now I know you got really competitive and really high up before you had I your, did. the little one. Um, do you find the urge to get back to that competitive level or are you happy? I know I've been, I, I go up and down. <laughs> I'm the same I'm way. Yeah. I have like months where I'm like, all right, I'm buckling down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to the games, CrossFit games. And then life happens and that's not always the case. I would love to be working out a little more than I am right now. Um, but I coach, Chris coaches, my husband. So it's hard to kind of find that time where I can leave for an hour and you know an hour is nothing is when nothing looking, when you're yeah. looking at going because exactly. now it's becoming a professional sport, exactly so. it's nothing I mean I try hard at school like when I have a lunch break or after school for 20 minutes to get in our weight room at the gym and just do a little extra if I can but ideally I would of course love to be fitter but I'm, I'm pretty content right now I think there's a good balance Christine, I'm gonna throw it to you. All right. Um, I have been doing CrossFit since August of 2013, when I went one day, and I didn't come back for four months. Like I hated it so much. Bye. Yeah, bye. Like showed up, did the workout, couldn't walk. What made you hate it that first? I couldn't walk for a weekend, and um, my husband had been doing it. He's the reason that I had started. I was your cardio bunny at. Gold's Gym Planet Fitness, did my elliptical treadmill, picked up the baby weights in the corner, but never touched a barbell. Switched to all the cardio machines, yeah. 15 <laughs> minutes on one, yeah, 15 exactly. on the other. <laughs> right, and then I'll go back and did that for hours. And, um, and my husband started doing CrossFit, so it was very similar to what he was um, wanting, to, he was looking for for the, his job. He's a police sergeant down um, in a local county. And so 
when he started it, he was talking about these new friends he was making and his clean and jerk and this wad and this and AMRAP. All the snatches all, he was around. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I just wanted to go want to understand what he was talking about so I could at least like participate in a conversation with him. And so I went and um, couldn't walk for the weekend. I was like, I'm never doing that shit again. That was stupid. Um, <laughs> went to a holiday party with him at the gym that we were members of and loved everybody that was there. They were so nice. And, you know, even though I wasn't a member, they were just very, you know, really kind people. And a fundamentals class was starting soon after that and decided I would do the fundamentals class. And Come see drink how the coolie. Yeah, I did. And now here I am. Years and you later. have been killing it doing all yeah. the things yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. you too yeah. have been starting with the goon squad and getting yeah, your work yeah, in yeah. And it's, getting it's a, lot a hard it. transition going from class member to wanting to coach like I had a um, you know I started CrossFit when my son I have four kids and my son is my youngest and I started CrossFit when he was three so he was in preschool a couple days a week and I'd work out you know when he was at school and leave it at that and then eventually decided that you know I wanted to coach my daughter um, started playing field hockey and she did a whole season and looked at me one day after the season was over and said mom how what sport can I do for six weeks before clinics start I got so fast and strong and I don't want to lose that I'm thinking to myself you can do CrossFit and the gym that I was at didn't have a kids or teens program and I wanted her to have a kids and teens program so I decided I'd start one at the gym that I was at um, after about a year of that and trying to start that up um, that wasn't happening and so I found this gym I found CrossFit 845 and been here since and loved love 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 everybody here like my kids come they love the, cl- the classes whether they're taking it with me or another coach they hands down love coming and awesome. you know that's what matters yep. our yeah, <laughs> uh, so my story um, I guess I'm gonna go take it back to senior year of high school when I was doing Weight Watchers and Cardio Queen uh, <laughs> Dave and I would go to all sport and Fishkill he would uh, do some free weights and I would hop from cardio machine to cardio machine um, and then when I went to college and Dave started CrossFit and he had told me about this CrossFit thing and I looked it up and saw that there was a barbell involved and in my head I was like, that barbell weighs 45 pounds. There's no way I could possibly lift that up. Um, and, you know, college happened. I didn't exercise. And then when I came home, Dave was working out with everybody in the garage um, and he convinced me to come for a workout um, and like Christine I couldn't walk for a week <laughs> um, but I absolutely loved it I thought it was great I worked out for 20 minutes and I felt muscles I'd never felt before you know it was quick and to the point I didn't have to think about it um, and so I crossfitted in Dave's garage for about three weeks and then I moved to Spain Um, And so then I was crossfitting on my own in a global gym there. Um, You know, I would move all the benches to the corners. That way I had a little bit of space to throw together a Metcon. Um, And yeah, then I came home and picked up in the garage and then we moved into... When did you get certified and when did you get into the nutrition bit of it? Um, I got certified just over a year into crossfitting. 
Um, and the nutrition bit got, I started getting interested in nutrition probably six months into CrossFit and I was just continuously gaining weight. Um, I was getting bigger and bigger. My pants weren't fitting anymore and I knew I was getting stronger and that I was building muscle, but I just wasn't happy with the results that I was getting. Um, and so Dave had told me about paleo because that was the CrossFit thing. Um, so I started doing some research on, uh, you know, nutrition, pre and post workout nutrition and paleo and, um, that's kind of how my interest in nutrition got sparked, and I went back and forth about nutrition programs before I enrolled in integrative nutrition. So that's how that came about. Yeah. Fun fact, me and Jess did our CrossFit Kids certification together in Virginia. That was a fun weekend. We went to Spa World. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you guys don't know what Spa World is, it's like a, a franchise, and they have all these different rooms like spa rooms like one's like an ice cold room one was like what was that bead one we were like laying in a pool of it was like, like clay balls clay balls i don't know what <laughs> do you go was. around to like on a track and singing <laughs> it's a small world it's a spa world but that's what it was like we got we had to put on these like orange jumpsuits so we looked like we were in prison and then you just went to different rooms and like hung out <laughs> it was very strange yeah, it was like a bunch of different kinds of saunas yeah it we was have really a couple cool. extra rooms in poughkeepsie right can we <laughs> yes. yes we're gonna start the clay ball room over there i like it <laughs> um <laughs> manfro what about you uh, yeah jeez uh, um i started november 8th i know the date it, <laughs> of november course you 8th, do 2010 <laughs> at approximately 9:47 yeah, so a.m. <laughs> <laughs> probably um i I was a lifetime runner, a competitive gymnast, and I thought I was in the best shape of my life before I started CrossFit. And I had a co-worker at Club Fit in Briarcliff who came in every single day and was that annoying CrossFit person who was like, Jess, you gotta come and work out with me because we did, did, did it overhead and snatching and this and that. And, and I'd be like, shut up. So to shut her up, I went <laughs> to my first CrossFit class and um, I loved it. I like everybody I couldn't move and I couldn't feel my legs the next day and I went back immediately and I was kind of at the position in my life where I had three kids I was divorced I had no money I was working my ass off and I didn't care <laughs> I like made every single cut that I possibly could make to afford my CrossFit membership um, to be able to go and about a year afterwards I got certified to pay for my membership is exactly why I got certified. I figured that, ah, find what the hell, I'll coach, pay for my membership and not have to worry about it. And it has spun into a hell of a lot more than just paying for my membership. It really became a, um, a passion of mine um, to coach others and to help others because people get so into it and they get so excited to be not just into something physical, but to be part of the community. And, you know, I have people say, uh, Rich Jolene over at uh, Carmel. He, when he started the ch six week challenge, he's like, ah, yeah, I'm just doing this. And, da, da. and now he misses a couple days and he texts me, I can't believe how much this is a part of this life, of my life this has become. And I love being part of that. And coaching for me is not about my personal goals because at the time I don't know what my personal yeah. goals are. Yeah. <laughs> it's about 
everybody else's journey to see oh, someone yeah. finish a workout, to hit a PR. Um, and I mean, it changed my life personally as far as um, how I looked at my body and what it can do for me. And um, obviously what I do with my, as a, as a career. Um, oh, definitely. You know, like I, I could not have seen myself 10 years ago being a coach of any, sh any sorts. I mean, I always liked working out, but I couldn't imagine, you know, standing in front of a class and coaching class and that would be my career. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think people initially start CrossFit for the fitness aspect of it, but once they're in it, they stay for the community part of it. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, we have those elite athletes that come and work out and, you know, they're all about just the fitness, but I think a majority of the people that come to the gyms come for that community, for the relationships, for the bonds that they have, and, and fitness is like the extra. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And we as coaches facilitate those their comfort level and those relationships yeah and, yeah. The, yeah and the relationships like I love when someone comes in and because of your pep talk mm -hmm. they're excited about it yeah. or you know they look at I hate the naysayers when they come in and I can't do this I can't do and mm -hmm. like my dad I have to get in <laughs> shape to join oh, CrossFit. Yeah, I hate that. that. He's been saying that to me for the last five years. Once I get in shape, I'll come. What about, oh, you're a girl, you can't do <laughs> yeah. CrossFit. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> or don't get too big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be careful lifting that barbell over your head. Don't do that. I actually lost it on a potential member. <laughs> Not quite lost it, but I was at Carmel, and a woman came in, and um, she was like, I just want to ask some questions about CrossFit. And she turned at me, she goes, but this is what I'm worried about. I don't want to look like you. And I bit my tongue a little bit, probably blood running down the of side course. of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so unlike you. And I just was like, do you know how hard you have to work to look like me? Because this is not an accident. Please like, tell me more how you put muscle on in <laughs> two days. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I, I do more than the average recreational crossfitter and I still don't look like the women at the games yeah. so like come on man like <laughs> I highly doubt after you lose the 30 pounds that you have to lose and you gain the muscle you're still not going to be cut <laughs> I've had that conversation with potential members too that come in there like oh but I don't want to look bulky like her and I'm like I've been doing this for five, six years. I still have string bean arms. Okay. Yeah. No, and it's, it's genetics. It is. It's absolutely So much genetic. genetics. Look at my mom. My mom, like, she's thinner than I am, but she, my yeah. mom has arms. Like, yeah. Some people are blessed to put on muscle really, really easily. I hoped when I married it. Chris, I would get the Perry jeans, but <laughs> <laughs> did not happen. <laughs> so what do you do to dispel? Because we were just talking about there was a post going on uh, with one of our members and a non-member on Facebook Ooh, saw that <sighs> yeah I, I actually didn't see the thread I heard oh. about it from multiple people it was um, good that <laughs> CrossFit isn't for women and women shouldn't be doing CrossFit what do we say to dispel those rumors I think what Maura wrote was the best thing I'd ever seen in response <laughs> to a negative comment but we I, can't go there. Okay. Oh, that's right. We can't go there. We can't go there. But shout out to Maura for <laughs> her, yeah. her response to that. Um, I think it's ridiculous. And I think that 
obviously this person either did she even say she had crossfit experience uneducated completely uneducated and she just had those stereotypes in her head about what we do pick things up and put them down go heavier don't worry about your form and it will all be okay (laughs) Because <laughs> that's exactly what I preach in my class. Oh, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't you do that? I mean, yeah. I, I put 100 pounds on everybody's bar. I don't care who you are. <laughs> this morning at Tommy Mac, man, everybody did the same weight for overhead squats that they did on the workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, I think, I think, I think we're, we're stupid. <laughs> I think one Second of the biggest day? Things. Of course you could deadlift 500 pounds. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that, you know, the criticisms of CrossFit and that this woman had brought up and doesn't apply just to women it applies to everybody that comes in this door is this like that you're going to get hurt that people get hurt doing crossfit all the time um and you you know you can get hurt doing anything and i tell the people all the time you know your form in here matters because it's not going to be when you deadlift the bar with 400 pounds it's going to be when you pick up the piece of paper that you dropped from your desk with a rounded back at the office that's when you're going to blow out your back yeah. Yep. It's when you're going to pick up the groceries out of your trunk and bring them upstairs. That's when something's going to happen. Yeah. No, it's... Um, CrossFit did start out, I'm going to say. All, uh, listen, I've been doing this for eight years. I've been doing CrossFit. And when it started out, you know, Greg Glassman's concept of survival of the fittest is really true. When it started, everybody was opening up CrossFit gyms. People like me who went into a workout and said, oh, my God, this is great people with money went this is what I'm going to do for a living I'm going to open up a CrossFit gym they never coached a person they never looked into it they didn't care they just knew that they wanted to pick things up and put them down and guess what there was probably a lot of not great coaches and not a lot great good CrossFit gyms well cut to eight years later we've evolved a lot yeah. The gyms that are still standing are standing because of their programming, because of their coaches, because of their diligence to good form and range of motion and modifying. And I don't know about you, but when I have my classes, I'm going to say 95% of my classes are recreational CrossFitters, not oh, yeah, competitive sure. Definitely. Definitely. I think that's 95% of our members are. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you know. Besides you, Christian, there's like a few elite, elite CrossFitters, but I, I would say 90 to 95% of the people here are recreational CrossFitters. But we need that in our lives, though, because half, 90% of the people are sitting at an office at their desk oh, yeah. all day, sure. every day. You're not going to get out of that funk by going on a treadmill for a half an no. hour. You're not going to build the muscle and, and then switching to. to the elliptical for <laughs> <Yeah>. another half <laughs> hour <laughs> and trying to cover it up with your iPhone so you don't watch the time go by. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that's what I do that. on the assault bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's necessary. Let's come on. Yeah, <laughs> All right. There are a bunch of people wrote to the um, what topics they wanted to discuss, but actually Dave has to answer one of these. Dave, come here real quick. Um, Jody wants to know, Dave, can you hear me? No. <laughs> All right. Jody wants to know about a holiday party. Uh, I can't I answer him. to that because I'm not really sure, but Dave's making his way over and he's going to tell us what the deal is with that. Jody wants to know if there's going to be a holiday party. Hmm? Jody. Jody wants to know if a holiday party. Okay, right now, Jody, the answer to your holiday party question is mm, no. 
I think we could. I think we can do something at one of the boxes, and we can do like a whole like get together. Do you want me to do it? Yeah. I'm All putting right. it together, Jody. All right, Jody. Just I'm kidding. On that shit, man. Man. gonna do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's not gonna be any wad. There might be some cheesy like five dollar like grab gifts, and we could play some games because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christine and Christine Delgado has made it very clear that we should not be drinking and wadding at the same time. <laughs> oh no, she only gets hurt when she plays games. Yeah. She doesn't get hurt during wads. She gets oh, hurt during like games. <laughs> Christine, you're you're a disaster. Delgado. Not me. Not, not me. Delgado right. Vega. Right. Yeah, you know, Christine. Yeah, D- DV. 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 All right, thank you. Yeah. All right, Jess oh, Mauer, yeah. this is this is a good one you can probably answer. Yeah, I like this one. Let's bring this one up. It says, what should people eat the night before Fittest Alive and what should we be doing the morning of? And in between workouts, I guess, as far as eating and nutrition. Okay. Um, the night before, I would say you should be eating regular. Um, I would do a slightly higher fat dinner um, just so you have more slower digesting fuel. Uh, make sure you're super hydrated, not just the day before, but two days before also. Um and then the morning of, I'm trying to think of the order of events, how I would suggest <laughs> this. Um, heavy protein breakfast. Um, and I would even hold off, not too have kind of a balance of fat and carbs because we're starting with a lift. Um, creatine would be a good supplement before the hand clean workout. Um, and then between workouts, protein and carbs. I would stay away from the fat. You're going to want stuff that is quick digesting, quick sources of energy, um, like baby food packets, smoothies. Fuel for life. Yeah. That's <laughs> my favorite. Fuel for fire, you mean? Fuel for fire. Fuel Sorry, for fire. fuel for fire. Uh, and fuel for life. <laughs> That's afterwards. I can't yeah. eat like that. You're not going to want to have a lot of complex carbohydrates in between your workouts. Um, avoid grains, um, you know, fruit, sweet potatoes that are mashed are going to be quicker digesting. It'll be a good carb in between workouts. Um, and personally, I like to keep it mostly liquid in between events. And then I can't digest food in between yeah, events. Yes, eat all the things afterwards. Yeah, everything. All the things. Um, yeah, huge, huge meal afterwards. And the I basically make sure I have like I do vitamin water and water mixed throughout the day, so I'm keeping hydrated. Don't drink the vitamin water. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, that's the only time I have it is in competition. Um. So what noon. would be what would be noon. another oh, noon n u u n noon electrolyte tablets n u u n yeah order them online right it's basically all where you can get them yeah Amazon subscribe and save yeah that's a good suggestion save five percent <laughs> and then Nicole wants to know is it bad to take pre workout every single time you work out yes parentheses yes. asking for a friend yes I feel like. <laughs> I feel like we had this conversation like two days ago. Wait, you and Nicole or you? Yeah, I don't oh. know. I've had this conversation with a lot of people over the last week. Um, yes, it's really bad to take pre-workout before all your workouts every day. Because pre-workout is caffeine. Caffeine. Not surge from paleoethics available, available <laughs> at Prime. <laughs> Sounds like we have a lot of sponsors on this yeah. podcast today. 
Well, caffeine <laughs> induces a stress response, guys. That's cortisol. Increased cortisol equals fat. That's what makes you fat, guys. Um, so on occasion, you don't want to take it every day, number one, because you get immune to it. And number two, because of that cortisol. Um, and it's going to affect your sleep. Even if you think you can have coffee at 9 p.m. and go to bed an hour later, that caffeine is still affecting your sleep. So 50 ounces of coffee a day is probably not good. (laughs) I was just running through my head. I'm like, note to self, reduce amount of caffeine. (laughs) Significantly. The, the caffeine headache I had last oh week because gosh. I didn't drink Mine's coffee for a day. Same. I get yeah. it all the yeah. same. It's so it was bad. five o'clock at night. I left my coffee at the box oh. and I brought my daughter to the, bo- to the doctor. I came back at five o'clock at night, proceeded to heat the coffee up <laughs> to take six sips of it to get rid of the headache. <laughs> I know. I guess that's it's bad. so bad. And every week I'm like, all right, this week I'll, I'll lower the amount of coffee I'm going to drink. I'm going to have less. I'm only going to fill my cup up halfway when I leave in the morning. And then I, it comes time and I just, I can't do it. Half-calf, decaf, splash a calf. Well, like decaf coffee is like having an O'Doul's. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Facts. Number one, I have decaf every day. Number two, O'Doul's tastes great. We're pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't drink alcohol if it didn't oh do anything for me. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh no, I like the flavor. <laughs> yeah, I say I don't drink beer. I'm yeah, not I'm a not beer a beer girl. drinker. Wine. Either. Wine. Tito's. Tito's. Our other sponsor for today's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but I am serious about the surge. I I hate uh, pre workouts. There's like, no caffeine in that. There's at all? no caffeine in, in surge. It's just all extracts, all natural extracts. It literally feels like you're having a bit of coffee, but nothing. Like, my ears don't, like, fire up. My stomach doesn't get all... Your face doesn't get tingling. Oh, no, your, fa- <laughs> your nose doesn't feel like you're going to... Like, <laughs> you lost it somewhere. Um, and I don't take it every time. I try to moderate when I take my pre-workout. Because yeah. um, think about it. If you're doing it during a competition... You can't take pre-workout four times yeah. before each event. Do you event. hear this Christine Vega who wants to take her pre-workout before every workout at Fitness Alive? Yes. <laughs> no, no, shout out to you. You shout may out. not do that. <laughs> so. I'm going to confiscate your uh, whatever you take. So. Uh, she takes the C4. The C4, yes. Oh. Cannot take that before every workout. Yeah, no. <laughs> so when should you take a pre-workout if you shouldn't take it every day? Uh, my suggestion is on lifting days that you should only take a pre-workout if you're going for a one rep max. If you're going sets and reps, um, no need. don't waste it. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then for your Metcons, I would pick and choose based on how your energy levels are feeling that day. Mm-hmm. If your energy is really low all the time, look at what you're eating. Look at how you're sleeping. If you guys are sleeping less than six hours at night, you should not be working out. You mean in an hour and a half wasn't good enough last night? Negative. <laughs> Take a rest day. <laughs> this Too is going late. back to cortisol, guys. Lack of sleep increases that cortisol. I have full plans for a nap this afternoon. <laughs> Don't worry. And you can't make up sleep. Yeah, well, dun, I have no dun, choice. Dun. You can store it ahead of time. I did. I slept. I slept yesterday morning before I went to work. 
Good girl. I slept, yeah. I slept got up, <laughs> had breakfast, and then slept some more. Listen. Smart idea. I'm a professional napper. All right. And then the other one was from Sherry. Sherry wants to know... She says, I feel like I'm getting stronger in the year I've been here, but I'm still slow as shit when it comes to Metcons. How might one improve their speed or stamina? Ooh, Manfro's got the answer. <laughs> George and John's programming. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 yeah, ding. Yeah, I'm going to have another. We have a winner. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw this uh, out to the boys because uh, their programming has been on point And these short Metcons that you're doing, these short AMRAPs with a bit of rest in between, mm -hmm. is the yeah. perfect kind of workout that you need to get your stamina up um, and uh, your speed. And the other thing that I'm going to drive home, because this program does allow you to coach more and uh, gives you the stimulus of the workouts, if your coach is not blatantly telling you the stimu stimulus of a workout, ask what it is and modify your weights accordingly yes. so you can hit that stimulus. Um, I had the conversation with an athlete this morning who finished in longer time than he should have. I said, you should have lowered your weights next time. Hit that stimulus. It's going to do more for your training. So even if you may be able to do RX, it might not be hitting the points of the workout mm -hmm. that you're supposed to. And it will help, and it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time, so be patient. Trust the process. And scaling not just weights in a movement, but sometimes it's range of motion or switching to a different movement for the intended stimulus. Yes, I agree. Um, but yeah, I've been having a great time coaching with this programming because it allows us to coach and explain a lot um, more. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, it gives that whole time domain that it's very structured, mm -hmm. um, but it allows you to hit the purpose a little bit more and push yourself, people. Um, one of my biggest lectures is uh, embrace the pain. Embrace the pain. Like, is it is it just hard or is it impossible? If it's just hard, you can pick up that bar. You could do one more rep. You could push your burpee a little bit faster. If it's gonna hurt you, then the answer is you got to take a rest. Right. Right. You it's know? supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah. If it's comfortable, you're doing it wrong. You yeah, should be writhing I, in pain afterwards. I <laughs> am really enjoying the boys' programming. Um, they are. I. The thing I love the most is I love the short workouts with the rest. Those have always been my favorite. But they are really balancing. Um, like, I feel like we've been doing more with our back. And I am so dis disproportionate. Like, the my frontal plane is, like, super strong. But I have never, ever taken the time myself to, like, focus on my back and my hamstrings. And, and they're really, like like, programming with that in mind, I feel like. So... I'm really enjoying that. A lot and more pulling. Round. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a nice rounded as far as yes. like, I like the fact that we're doing a lot of strength first and then a short Metcon after. Yep. Yeah. And it's so nicely That's well balanced. That's my favorite. And I also like that we're not lifting on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursdays only. only. Yeah. Because those Monday, Wednesday, Friday people are now yeah. getting that strength yeah. part. Mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody that doesn't like the strength programming, that doesn't like to lift? Um... And why wouldn't they like to lift, Jess? Yeah. <laughs> why are they here? <laughs> Some people prefer just like a long Metcon. They still like, right. quote unquote, cardio. So constantly varied. Um, so when I started CrossFit, I started at a, um, it was an endurance box 
We did mm-hmm. all 30 minute or longer wads. Some of them were 45 minutes. Wow. Um, they never got super heavy. It was all medium to lightweight. In fact, I didn't squat shit before I left my first box. There was no squat snatching. There was no squat cleaning or very infrequently. I never one rep maxed or five by five, nothing. Um, and then I changed, I actually left to run a gym in, uh, in Mount Kisco. And I started on a strength programming and I lifted heavier weights. And God darn it, did my body change. I actually got an ass, my waist shrunk. You know, I might've picked up an inch or two on my thighs. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nope. <laughs> but I finally had a butt. I was able to squat awesome. My waist went down. Everything about it is good for you. And did you also feel like those longer Metcons got easier they when you did. were stronger? Yes. Mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> Even wow. if you're a runner, if you're a runner and you work your upper body, guess what? It's going to be easier running. Yep. I have to say the probably like, I don't know, five years ago was the... I would say the fittest that I had been, the leanest my body ever was, and it was also the strongest I have ever been because yeah. we, I was, I was lifting and focusing on that. Like, you know, the the Metcons were. What the heck was that? I don't know. That was loud. Um, it, you know, people think you have to be bulky and have all this mass to like lift heavy and do and. That's not the case. Like I was probably 120 pounds, deadlifting 300 pounds, squat mm-hmm. cleaning 175, and it was because I was focusing on lifting and right. not the long metcons and not like oh I gotta get this cardio in. Mm-hmm. But like Manfro said before, like if people are, you know, they want that cardio like effect, you just scale appropriately when you're doing the metcon. Maybe you drop the weight a little and focus on your speed and how fast you're moving instead of how heavy the weight is you're moving. And Jess could probably attest to this uh, with the nutrition part of it. Um, I get a lot of questions of, oh, you know, I feel really good, but I feel like I'm gaining weight in the beginning. And I always try to tell them, okay, if you have extra weight to lose, and then you're building muscle, your muscle is gonna develop first before the fat melts. So the muscle's gonna grow under the fat and push the fat out. In essence, yes. Yes, to burn more fat, you need to build more muscle. Yeah, be patient. If you didn't gain the weight overnight, you're also not gonna lose it overnight yet. The other thing that really contributes to that, I would say the weight gain, especially in the beginning, is that you're gaining muscle, but these workouts are also a lot of stress on your system. Um, And a lot of people have not been fueling themselves appropriately for this type of activity. So whether you've been overeating, eating a bunch of crap, or undereating, your body is still gonna have that stress response from these workouts and the stress from that improper fueling. Um, So you really need to look at your nutrition and not just how much you're eating, but really what you're eating is more important, the quality of your food. Um, Weighing and measuring is not the end all be all. And after, I I find, um, I ask people, what are you eating after your workout? All the time. Nothing. 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 I'm not hungry after my workout. They'll shake their bottle of water at me. (laughs) And I'm like, no, No. you just did that workout for nothing. Like, you have to eat your protein after the workout. When you don't eat after your workout, your body is going to store more fat. Yes. So make sure you pre-plan and get. 
your protein on. The window of gains is real, people. I think that was all the suggested topics. We I got one about. texted to me. Oh. Yeah. Um, what do you do when you feel like you've hit a wall? Switch it up. Switch it up. Switch what time you're working out. Switch out your schedule. Maybe you need to do less days. Maybe you need to do more days. Um, look at your sleep. Are you not sleeping enough? Maybe you need another hour of sleep to get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at your diet and stress in your life. I have been all over the place with my intensity of and my purpose of CrossFit. Oh, yeah. I think we you all think. have. Yeah. You can't take it too seriously. Agreed. It's something that's here for you that's supposed to be enjoyable. So make it enjoyable. If you're not enjoying competing, then back off. If you're not enjoying, maybe you'd enjoy doing something a little bit more competitive and mixing it up mm-hmm. and training for something. That's what's great about these competitions. Or is, you know, we have what, 75 teams in the Fittest Alive now? 77. 77. Spots are limited. They'll probably be gone by the time this podcast airs. I mean, that's amazing. But do you think most people are joining, signing up because they think they're going to win? No, but they're training for something. Like today, Christine and um, Rachel. Rachel were there training for and practicing their wads. They're getting together, they're taking time aside, Mm -hmm. they're building community. People are talking about it. Um, yeah, it's become a community building event that everybody's involved in, whether they're competing mm-hmm. or volunteering, which we need volunteers. Um, it's motivating, and it's it's always nice to train for a purpose. Yeah, I've seen that a lot on my Saturday competitors classes. I yes, filling up that class every single week, um, so much so that I had to you know do another class on Wednesday nights, which I'm super excited about because everybody is coming to practice for Fittest Alive. And they want to, you know, they're talking with their partners and figuring out what day they're going to come and are we, which, what are we doing this week, Christine? And, you know, they've been working on these workouts for, since they came out, the, yeah. the day they came out, they've been working on them. Yeah, so no, they're they are. so super excited to do this competition. And I am so excited just to watch them. I think that's the biggest yeah. part of the weekend that I'm looking forward to is just to see all their hard work pay off. Like they've been putting so much time into this. Yep. It's going to be so exciting. And competition isn't the only motivator. Um, I think, you know, going back to the, the purpose for why you come in mm-hmm. and train every day. Um, you know, for me right now, I've, over the last couple of years, I've really taken the step back from the competitive aspect of it. Um, and I'm not necessarily looking to get bigger, faster, stronger. Um, but to be able to train for longevity. And right now I'm working out so my back doesn't hurt. So that way I'm not getting stiff. I just want to wake up in the morning without being a tin man. <laughs> <laughs> well, some good but I'm much older <laughs> than everybody here, so <laughs> it hurts a bit. <laughs> Any other topics? Covered a good amount. Yeah. Any parting words about uh, Fittest Alive? What, if you want to. Guys, volunteer and come help out. You don't have to judge. Just be here. Be a no, part of the day. You do have to okay, judge. Okay, just kidding. Oh, Judging <laughs> is the only area where I still need volunteers. Someone actually told me today, uh, Lisa and Amy said that they would volunteer. And uh, 
someone just told me this morning at Poughkeepsie. They're like, can we just tell you? And I'm like, again, I'm Jess not, Manfro, not Jess Nauer. Not the right Jess. <laughs> Email Jess at CrossFit845.com. Yes. Subject line, Fittest Alive Volunteer. Yes, there is the sign-up table. There is weights and equipment, right? Yeah, but really all I need is judges. Okay, so we need judges. How many do you have right now? Not enough. No. I need at least four more. All right. Okay, I think we can get that. Yeah, four. I thought you were going to say like 14. <laughs> yeah, no. We could right, do that. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an awesome competition. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm excited. It's going to be the best one yet. Yep. Definitely. And I think... On one other note, I think the next partner competition that's going to come up, I think it's going to be at another element of comp- competition with Sugar Wad. Yeah. Because now you're, we're going to be able to see everybody's workouts across all three gyms. And I think people are going to be like, oh, I see your numbers in Sugar Wad and they're kind of similar to mine. Do you want to pair up to do the next competition together? I think it's going to like add another layer. Yeah. And you're going to see a lot of mixed teams. The from- whiteboards are all combined. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, I, as a coach, I always look at all three of them at the end of the day, but I like that all the athletes can see. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. All right, folks. Okay. So same time, same place next week. We're kicking the boys out. Yeah. Girl yeah, power. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good, ladies. All right, everyone. Take care.